You're listening to the Hammersley Brothers Podcast. If you'd like to get started with three of our best tools, see the link in the show notes. They're free and video training is included. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week we look at 2024 and some of our predictions for moving forward. So let's get started. Hey Ian, how are you? Good evening, Mark. I'm well, how are you doing? I'm all right, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit late for you. So right for me, kind of middle of the day. You'll be happy to know that uh, summer's hit here and it's really hot. Is it nice there in England? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, uh, yeah, gorgeous, tranquil, wonderful. You know, I love it when you come out of the office in Manchester at, uh, at four, quarter past four and it's pitch black. And it's uh, minus four degrees. It's horizontal rain. Well, you are. You know, it makes me feel really happy. You're about to go to somewhere a lot warmer. Why don't you tell people where you're going? Well, I'm going. Yeah, I am. I've I'm going to India tomorrow. Uh, to for for one of the, to go to see one of the suppliers for the demo demo store. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Which be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. You've never yeah, been to India before, either, have you? No, never been to never been to India. No. Um, so the, the closest I've ever got to suppliers is going to trade shows. Never actually gone to the factory um, and the production. So it'd be interesting to see it all. Didn't you go to? Um, you went, didn't obviously... you go to Germany or something? Was a big one in Germany with? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where the trade show was. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah so the Spring Fair, I think it was or something. Mm. Um, and that's obviously a good place to go and see what's going on. But the the the, the good thing about going to the the factory is that you can start to see what other things they're making and obviously it's easier to go and add other lines yeah of products and other categories that's coming from the same factory because you know it's easy to negotiate minimum order quantities and you know it can get in the same um what's it called shipping container yeah as it comes across so it'd be interesting to add things and you can test things with them in shorter runs and things like that i think it'll be i think it'll um, be fascinating i think it'll be really interesting uh, yeah yeah it is going right going because i think it's really interesting obviously we are looking at masses and masses amounts of google analytics accounts and and e-commerce businesses um but going to the suppliers and looking at the production and, co- and having the conversations around the stock and forecasting and um, and margin and obviously being part of that conversation is really interesting. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's but, just it'll be anyway. We'll see how I get on. Yeah, yeah. It's been well. I'll, I'll heat you up a little bit. I'll heat you up a bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've no idea what the temperature is. Um, I've been so busy that I've left our business partner to it. Yeah, and all I know is I'm I've got to be at the Manchester airport at um, half past ten. And the uh, business partner <laughs> says he's got a modium for both of you, just in case. Yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> Slightly so, panicked. Yeah, me. yeah. Um, so we're just going to do a podcast on uh, kind of like forecasts for 2024, kind of look back on on 2023 to see what we're thinking. We kind of did a similar episode last week but i think there's a lot more to say in terms of 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 what's happening and i think particularly as we kind of like now through black friday and uh into into christmas and uh i I mean from my point of view it it kind of 
it was kind of a weird year because it was like this kind of like post-COVID kind of lockdown, kind of first almost normal year where people were kind of getting used to um, what, what the numbers were. A lot of them had kind of done really well in COVID and then they were kind of like trying to work out whether they could keep the level. And to be honest, unless it was like a business that was really absolutely crazily massive in COVID, like a garden, online garden center or something like that, like a lot of the people that did home decor and stuff, they kind of came out of COVID and kind of maintained the growth. They didn't grow as much that they did in COVID, but they kind of maintained it. And that was that was interesting because like it was it was a time when a lot of the models that we've been using for e-commerce to grow, you know, like, oh, each year we go like 25 percent or 50 percent. And that's what we do. And that's what we do next year. And I think that got a lot of people into trouble because they'd never had a period where they had to expand so quickly. And then they'd had a period where they'd run out of stock and then they wanted to order more stock. And we saw a lot of people kind of get into that kind of cash flow problem at the beginning of the year. And there was lots of casualties, big casualties that hit the market. And then at the same time, there was because a lot of our we obviously work with huge amounts of people who are a lot smaller than those people. A lot of those people kind of jumped into those those holes that were left and did really well because mm. you know, like made.com went bankrupt in the UK. It was like yeah. loads of sofas that they were doing. Like, And then obviously we work with a lot of people selling sofas and they've jumped into those holes and they're doing really well. And then yeah. um, Cox, Cox, it was Cox and Cox, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and so we work with As a lot well, of that was home a... decor, and they 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 doing really well. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's interesting, isn't it? Like when a when a kind of like well, oh, not dinosaur. My opinion, but, you know. Well, well, we've been we've been around e-commerce for like twenty years each, mm. so we've seen we've seen a lot. Um, in fact, we were working in e-commerce in two thousand and eight, which is the financial crisis. Yeah. Um, and we saw what happened to e-commerce in those at that time. And actually we grew some really quite nice brands during that time. Mm. Um, because that mark, because it generally what, when you grow in e-commerce, you grow by stealing market share. So when the market's a little bit more fluctuant or it's, um, you know, it's changing and where big dominant players like made.com are of went into administration, um, it's a, it, you know, it's a chance for people to find alternative brands to, mm. to try, um, which like you said, I mean, you said, what was made doing 700 million, something like that. And you said, well, you know, it's a big chunk, but the market isn't going to contract by 700 million. It's going to be, te- you know, people buying sofas and furniture online. It's going to be taken by other players. Yeah. It isn't you know, just because made's gone. It isn't going to shrink by. 700 million so i think generally we, we started off in the year with a couple of casualties like that and i think everybody got a little bit shaken at the start of 2023 um because some of the some of these names went into administration and and i think we all went whoa what's you know what's going to happen yeah and, and i think people were cautious mm. at the start of the year i was just, I just carry on because it because otherwise Mark, if i let you speak too much you know, I'm I'm not going to have anything to say. Right, we should split then, the podcast. You know, you'll come, you'll come it be Ian Hammersley podcast. You come from my opinion. And the Mark Hammersley podcast, <laughs> and people could choose when they come to the website which one they want. Yeah, you'll say, Ian, have you got an opinion on that? And I'll go, no, because yeah. we had a conversation for five minutes before the podcast started, and I I t- told you everything I thought was interesting, and you just regurgitated it out. Just and obviously, this is secretly a competition between who's who's the most impressive. Yeah. 
Just between you and me. Edit, edit you afterwards to make you sound like a <laughs> moron. <laughs> Naturally comes out. You don't have to edit. No. Edit me. It's fine. Just amplify. amplify. Wait, well, I'll just finish. Well, I'll, I'll finish. What I was going to say is that we started off the year with quite a few casualties. And, and I, I, a lot of decision in e-commerce, in, in business, is emotional. And I, whether or not we like it or not, and we obviously we talk a lot about the flying bridge and the maths behind it and the systematic approach. But there is still that emotional element of should we push, should we not push, should we, should we lean out the costs um, or should we go for it? And I think there was a period in the middle of the year where the weather was really bad in the UK and we you know we had a terrible august um and september was was pretty rapey and we were really looking then for october november and december to to perform well and i think generally it has i think it has i think um october and november were were good months and what's interesting now is i so in december i'm talking to all, everybody who's on our our level 2 programs or our deep dive programs we're setting targets for next year and there is, there is, I've not had one conversation um, in the last probably four or five weeks. So we're doing all the targets for next year. What's the growth? What's the growth going to be? And I have one conversation that's that's uh, been about which we, we we're going to we're going to contract that everybody or even flat is going. No one, for, no one's, no one's, yeah, or even flat no. that they're all looking to grow quite aggressively next year yeah not what not one has said we want to we want to we want to contract or we want to go after profitability or we want to go flat they, they, they're now they're now ready to go for it again well um, a lot of them are growing with profit i mean i think that's that's what has what's happened i mean you you, you had this kind of covid um e-commerce growth right at the same time as you like early covid you had very low interest rates so you had so much silly money mm. into the e-commerce market. People who would just like spend it and the customers will come at any cost. And I, I feel like that's what this year has been about is that money mm. has left the market um, with the exception of a few people like Timu. I don't know if you've seen Timu who've been bidding ridiculously on everything all across the world. Oh, yeah. um, but, the, but most of the money has actually kind of come out of the market and people are now growing profitably and it seems seems to be more more rationalized and the other thing i'd say is that i think because covid had lockdowns at different times and like the seasonality that we were you know used to have like 10 years ago and got used to for the past 10 years i think this this was the first year where we had seasonality again if you're in a seasonal business in the us and in the australia yeah. and uk wherever you were and I think it was a bit of a shock to some people to have the slow months because I don't think they'd had the slow months. And therefore, it was like, well, yeah, we're back to effectively lumpy e-commerce again. And that's that's how it is. You, you, people yeah. people don't. But if you're in home decor or whatever, you know, like in in July, people don't buy that they're, they're on holiday. They're just It's just not what they do. And, and so you yeah. can have a very slow month without having a slow year and it's 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 disconcerting when you've had you know such big growth and consistent growth to suddenly go back to, to seasonality which is interesting yeah. and, and well e-commerce um i would say generally you know e-commerce was obviously it's still growing you know if you look at the overall curve but it's grow 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 and, and no one in e-commerce had had a year where they didn't grow 
Um, whereas no, it, it, but it was last year really was was when they were coming on the back of the COVID. So I I personally feel like this year was the the resetting for ecom. Mm. Twenty twenty three was the year of resetting, where it was it's kind of getting over the COVID like craziness. Um, and obviously we've had you know we've had inflation that's gone up, we've had interest rates that gone up, and that's happened all over the year, all over the world. Next year I think it's going to be I think it's going to be back to normal pre-COVID mm. in terms of the seasonalities and the way people perform. And and it, it's it, it's still very much talking about the numbers. So we had a um, – and some, there'd be some great success stories this year. I mean, we've seen some fantastic growth in some of the e-com brands that we've been working with, one or two of them. Like phenomenal. One, 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 one business, for, it's got its own brand of um, cosmetics related. You know, they're, they're, they, they, you know, they did – like seven hundred thousand um, pounds in 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 November, mm. you know seven hundred k, and they were um, you know last year they only did like a hundred. Yeah. So they've grown massively, yeah. and you know they want to shoot. They'll get to fifty, you know, in um, in you know probably three years time, fifty million. Yeah. So there's been some great great ones, and there's a client today. Fifty million? Today, did you say that sounds a lot? Fifty. <laughs> it does seem a lot, doesn't it? It does seem a lot. Um, I know. It does seem a lot, but there's you know, some of the some of the businesses in the cosmetics world do seem to st- if you get it right. Yeah. Um, because the nice thing about the cosmetics is the lifetime customer value is really high, the loyalty is really high, the margin is really high. Yeah. Um, so the the customers are you can be aggressive with your recruitment because it all comes down to the math. But there's a business today, and. I was chatting this, so they're doing about 15 million in the UK. Um, and a lot of that's come from organic. They're quite an old established business. Um, and we were looking at what their new customer ROAS could be. You know, looking mm. at the first thing we do is, okay, want to grow, what's new customer ROAS? And the new customer ROAS, when we did the margin calculator, which which is what we do, we always look at the margin and the customer value and um, various of the cost of the business. And it's the first thing we always say, well, how much does it cost? To, how much can we afford to recruit a customer for? And it worked out that their new customer ROAS could go to about four and a half. So for every pound they spend, they need about four and a half pounds back. When we analyze their actual performance, they're getting ROAS of about 20. And so we're like, right, you know, what... <laughs> This is a huge opportunity now because, um, you know, you're sat in a RAS of 20 and you could go to a RAS of four. And that's only looking at the first 12 months worth of sales. So, that, you know, these businesses, there's still, there's still the ones there that you're like, right, let's grow, go really go for it. Mm. Um, Those are the kind of businesses you, can, you, the you, you want to buy because they're sitting there, they're going, they're just not comfortable yeah. spending, but they've got these great results. And you go, you could buy those, put a bit of money into them, and you could like triple, even quadruple them in such a quick amount of time. And you're not yeah. going to get that in any other investment. It's just, it, 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 it's just seeing the numbers and seeing what's there. That that's that's when it gets yeah. very exciting. So yeah, mm. and then the, the, the other, the other, the other, the other businesses is where and this is i'd say this is probably I mean, if you've been working with us the first thing that we will do is we'll work out what the lowest new customer ROAS is for the business so how much we want to how much we're willing to go because the lower the ROAS, the easier it is but obviously you don't want to take it too low 
And uh, most most of the businesses have, have hit it. So let's say your new customer roster is three. So I, so I had a lot of conversations last week because I was looking at target setting for last year where they're, they're, they're there and thereabouts with their new customer ROAS, um, you know, already. So then you go to, what do we do now? So we're hitting our new customer ROAS targets. Mm. We can't spend anymore. Um, at, but there's so much optimization often that you can do. Uh, so for starters, the first thing you can do instantly is you can decide what to bid on and whether or not you should put all your products in your feed. Mm. So there was an interesting question that someone was asking in the Facebook group. And what she said was, once you've reduced your ROAS to the, the minimum that you can accept for a profitable business, um, how, do you, how, do you, how do you scale your business? And it was interesting because to, to me, the, the answer was obvious, but the answers that, that she was getting were basically like, oh, you, you've got to go and try a different channel and you've got to go and do these different things. And I thought that was interesting because that isn't the answer. And the answer should be, hopefully for people listening to this, it should be more obvious. But I, I'll let you answer that, Ian, because mm. you were talking before. Yeah. We were chatting before, and obviously, yeah, it came up, came up today, um, and it came. It's a it's a really really good question. So, you know, just to go back a, a slight step, because so Mark Mark and our my philosophy of ecom is that the first thing you do in an e-commerce business is you figure out what the what the lowest new customer ROAS that you're comfortable with, and you hit it. Okay, and you so that's the first thing to do, and the second thing to do is well, if you're hitting it, which is this question that's happened so if, if i'm hitting my new customer right what do i do now and there is only two things that you can do so cutting through all the bullshit and making it down to a simple logical decision you've got two things you can do so let's say you have a new customer rice the lowest you can go is a, a 3.2 so 320 percent. so for every pound you spend or every dollar you spend you need three pounds 20 back um, and you've got a decision. You can either increase your conversion rate or your average order value. And what happens then is that you get more return on ad spend for the same spend. So you're getting more revenue out of the same spend. So what? So that three point two times ROAS will become a four point two times ROAS because you've improved your conversion rate. And that allows you to then pull the traffic lever harder to take it back down to the 3.2, which is your minimum. So, um, and allow, that allows you to grow. Or, and, and it's, not an, it's, not an, it's not a kind of, you know, either or scenario. It, it could be both, both scenarios, which is typically what happens. But the other, the other option, number two, is that you, you say, well, if, I'm, if, I, if my new customer ROAS is, is 3.2, well, how can I take my ROAS lower and it still be, becomes profitable? And that is either increasing your margin or your lifetime customer value. So if you increase your margin from whatever it is now, I don't know, let's say it's 50% to 60%, um, or increase my lifetime customer value from like 1.2 to 1.5 in a year, and, and you get more revenue out of the customer, you can then afford to take it down to your to a new lower ROAS and it still becomes profitable. So it's two very very simple clear decisions that you need to make. So without you having to faff around on adding new channels or um, or or you know 
going on TikTok? You know, it, it could be in just a very, very simple answer. Yeah. And, Does that make sense? What we're trying to do is effectively be able to pay more for traffic than everybody else and, uh, and, and be profitable. So as we increase um, the revenue per visitor, because a conversion rate is, is, is very unhelpful, really, because it's the average revenue per visitor that we actually want. Because the average re revenue per visitor, if that goes up, you know, we might actually lower the mm. conversion rate, but the revenue per visitor average might go up might go up because we're selling them something really expensive. Or you know, basically, it's the average revenue per visitor we want to go up. If the average revenue per visitor goes up, that means that the cost per click we can pay in any pay-per-click medium can increase. And that means that Google and Facebook can offer us uh, traffic from areas that we haven't seen before. So let's take Google Ads. And you know, typically e-commerce, they'll start off with Google Shopping and they'll convert on Google Shopping and that's where they'll be. But if they can increase their revenue per visitor, it opens up other channels such as Gmail advertising, Google, uh, YouTube advertising, uh, the display network and all those different places. And you, you, the, these are, are huge networks. You know, if you can suddenly dominate uh, Google Shopping and then also have something that converts on YouTube as well, you know, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world in terms of searches. There is so much space there that, can, that you can grow into. But it just because basically a lot of the, the e-commerce sites just don't have the higher higher revenue per visitor, they can't access those. And so, yeah. you know, on one end you've got it's like a, it's it's like a battle. It's a battle between how much you can pay for traffic and what traffic's available to you. And obviously, you could go and spend couple of million dollars on, on traffic and get loads of traffic, but you wouldn't necessarily be profitable. So the, the, the idea is that as you scale, you've got to get more profit out of it. And that's basically conversion rate and average order value and lifetime customer value and margin. And so it's, it's those fundamentals. Yeah. And the brands that scale are the ones that those four metrics make sense for. And so you've got to pick one of those and you've got to increase one of those. And that's why we bang on about each one of those individually and say, well, these are the ways to get these up. And, you know, like a, 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 an increase in 10% of one of those has an exponential effect on the amount of traffic you can achieve. So like, let's say that, that everybody in, let's say home, home decor, everybody is um, within a certain range of, of revenue per visitor they get. Maybe the 95% of people are, are get a certain range of, revenue per visitor, but then 5% of that get an extra 10% revenue for a visitor on, uh, on average. They can actually dominate the entire industry. Even though they're only getting 10% extra revenue per visitor, they can actually get something like 50% of the market because they just they can just go into auctions, uh, the, uh, the ad auctions, that the other retailers can't. And those ad auctions are only slightly more expensive than uh, than the ones that, that people are already in because there's nobody there. There's just, you know, it's like it, it's like the winner takes all. It's not as extreme as the music yeah. industry where like 1% takes all of the, the, the revenue, but, it, but it's, you know, it's up there uh, where, you, you know, the top 20% of advertisers take 80% of the, take 80% yeah. of the revenue. Well, I think, I think, you, you know, like I say, if, you know, the overall philosophy that we have is that you're trying to architect the business to be able to continually increase your your advertising budget profitably 
Um, and you know, because we know fundamentally that's what it takes to be able to grow and scale. You have to be able to advertise. Of course, you need you need to be able to recruit new customers. And um, you know, it's, it's it's the same with any business. You know, if you want to scale any business, you need customers. Mm. So how do you get your customers? Well, you need to be able to advertise. Well, how, where do we advertise? We need to advertise in, in in the right places. And you obviously you, the limitation it fundamentally comes down to the, the the limitation of growing a e-commerce business is fundamentally down to your ability to buy ad traffic profitably. Mm. It is really as simple as that. And you know, go you know back in the day, somebody asked me this today. Well, if we're getting it organically, well. You know, shouldn't we just shouldn't we just use you know natural SEO and organic? And I said, well, look at look at the Google page, um, you know, on a mobile, for example, and you know, we and we did, and there's like four sponsored, you know, ads that are coming up. There's like Google Shopping that's getting so the the natural listings are like so far down the page, mm-hmm. and I also said, well, you know, why why not like, you know, you could you could do your you know, yeah great. We're not saying SEO. You know, bloody take it if it's there. But also, it's a lot slower to grow. So if we've got, if we've got, the, you know, an architect, we can architect a machine that we put pound coins in, and we get six pound coined out every time. Why not? Why not put pound coins in the machine if, mm. the, if the maths work? You know, why, why, why not? Why, why try to get you know super, super, super profit, but much, much, much slower growth? Why not? Get, why not go for it? Mm. You know, in the next couple of years. So that was well, that was that was my answer. But yeah, fundamentally, I think um, it's very much that if because uh, look, you're either you're you're an e-commerce business now. You've listened to this. You're either an e-commerce business who falls into two camps. Number number one, you are not spending anywhere near the amount you should be to hit your new customer ROAS. Um, so you, you know you're underspending. Number two, you are you're already hitting or be, or you're beyond your new customer ROAS threshold. So you're going beyond it. Mm. There's another camp of businesses actually that don't know what they need to be spending in order mm. to uh, recruit a customer. And do you know what? There's a lot, a lot of people have done that, and 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 sometimes they've got away with it because you know, e-commerce has generally grown over the last ten years. Now, in going into 20, 20, 2024, you really, really got to understand exactly what you do need to. Yeah, it's a it's a mature business now. It's it's a mature business. So you're not like yes, you know, like matured. The, the, the everybody who who's in it, who's doing well, knows the numbers, or at least is starting to work out the numbers and starting to kind of play it together. And the silly money's gone out in the market, and that's that's what's yeah. happening. Um, yeah, and so the other thing is, you you're just say one thing exactly. The silly money, you know, we, we conversation today, looking at it, looking at a competitor, and, and they had VC money that came in, and the, you know they just spent massive. They spent like, you know, I think it's like two hundred, three hundred thousand pounds a month on Google Ads, and the nearest competitor was nowhere near that, and they just absolutely went. But that money's gone. Mm. You know, you can't do that anymore. You know, so you've, you you've got to fundamentally figure out exactly what you're willing to to do, and then hit it. Sorry, interjected there. What were you gonna I was say? just going to say, like predictions, insightful. predictions for twenty twenty four, and obviously, you know, AI has come in, and and I think that, like, we haven't really seen the impact of that yet. I think that will impact AI. It, sorry, twenty twenty four, 
um, just from the like, like, for, like take some of our stores. We're no longer having photo shoots anymore. We can create the images using artificial intelligence and, and create something that's pretty much as good and it sells. So that, mm. that's surely going to have an effect on on the industry. Like a lot of people who've spent yeah. loads and loads of money on on photos and that's been their go-to. And I, I still think that you know, like home decor stores, they're going to have to take their own photos and stuff like that. But like, it, it's going to have an effect and it's only going to get better and easier to create, um, you know, websites and, and analyze data. Um, like I, I've, I've using ChatGPT and similar tools a lot to kind of like look at coding errors and find out what the issue with is and write me code for like Facebook uh, uh, events and all sorts of things that I would have normally had to go and work with yeah. a developer on it. And that, that's going to accelerate, you know, basically what, you know, what Shopify did to Magento and, and WooCommerce, you know, it, it, it you, you still have to kind of find a development team, build something up. You know, you, you were the only people that could afford a team of developers and Shopify came along and, and, and made it a lot more simple. And, you know, people still think Shopify is difficult, but like if you go back five years, you'd be like, Oh my God, all these things are just one click button. It's amazing. Got no idea. No, and uh, we we were building websites twenty years ago. No, it, it's definitely enabled it. it. It's meant that um, you know, getting things to market. Because like, if you think, you think about the barrier of ecom, you know, going back like ten years ago, it was it was code. You know, you, know, you need to spend like a hundred thousand quid on mm. Magento to get a decent site. Now you don't. You know, you can be up and running on Shopify for you know next to nothing. Um, the the other barrier was um, was creating good content and photo and photography, mm. and I think that's changing, isn't it as well? Because obviously, content creation has been probably the first thing that AI really w was being used for in ecom was actually writing better copy. There's still a barrier um, with stock. You still have to go and invest in stock, and yeah, I mean, obviously that yes. has been reduced by drop shipping, but drop shipping like by its very nature you've got a lot of people drop shipping the same things and so therefore the people who we've seen a shift in home decor stores and those people are going direct to the suppliers whereas they used to do wholesale and then everybody was selling the same vase and taking a photo of it and so they've, they've gone you know direct and i think that there's still that barrier to entry there which is nice for e-commerce because i think that'll be there for for a while and, you know, whereas yeah. it's different for like service businesses, anyone can rock up and say they're a Google AdWords agency or anyone can rock up and ask, say they're a social media agency or whatever. There's no barriers to entry. There's no investment. Whereas, you know, if you've got um, and also that the, 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 the moat, as Warren Buffett would say, of, a, of an e-commerce business is its email list and its customer list. Yeah. And that that kind of protects you. Then that, you know, like if you look at how many customers you're going to get 2024 from 2023 you, you have, have a pretty good idea that if you didn't do any advertising how many you would get um and a lot of that will come from existing customers obviously and that yeah. that's that's something that you that you you build each year and we did talk about the trail the trailing window last time and that's that's really what's what's interesting about e-commerce is that you are building something but you've got to make sure that you are building something profitably because you don't want to wait 10 years yeah. to get your money back. It's not build it. You will, you know, it's not pay yeah. for the customer and they will come. So, you well, have to do so I mean, generally, I would say 
because I, I occasionally I get asked to do podcasts about you know what's my future trade you know what's the next big thing going to happen and you know what's the biggest thing that you've seen you know you think is going to change the forecast and you know what I, I I don't I don't like those type of questions because it's implying that there is this shiny big thing that is going to come and press a button and it's going to revolutionise your e-commerce business you know the, the, I believe. My, my overall philosophy is that e-commerce is just like another form of retail that's been and the rules have been set for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. There's no difference between what we're doing in an e-commerce store than, than, than the retailers were doing hundreds of years ago. It's just that the, the, the format's changed. It was a physical shop and now it's, it's an online shop. Mm. Um, so it comes down to the basic maths. But I, it, I do think, which is why we, I, I do think that mm-hmm. there's something changing for 2024. There is a lot more investment in physical stores again. A lot of investments going into it, and and I had a big talk with Google the other day, and they are seriously pushing people to invest on Google Ads to push people into stores, and that's going to be interesting because they've yeah. they've got the technology now to fo- you know to follow the phones into the store and then have an idea of how many of those phones buy something they don't actually know exactly who's buying or not buying but basically the time they're in the store and those kind of things and there's definitely a push by google to 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 get people to get people to buy um, to get people to pay for those kind of advertising they see that as yeah. a real growth area so that's going to be fascinating because i think that that's going to that area will grow like if you have a store you know a, a, a online and a physical store how they link together how they interact with each other, the, the kind of like lost, what we used to call leakage is kind of going to go, not completely, mm. but you'll be able to see more of the leakage. And let me ask you a question. Are, are you seeing the growth in stores? There, these are e-commerce brands who've opened up stores or they are stores that have been there for a long, 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 long time? Bit of, a bit of both, a bit of that. both, but I think that like okay. there, the, a lot of e-commerce stores who've been growing for many, many years, and then if they've opened up a, a physical store, have done really, really well. Like a friend of mine who runs fishing store, like he he started his online business, and he went really, really well, and then he opened a physical store, and it did fantastically because there was always a, a section of customers who wanted to come and see some of the big purchases before they they bought and he yeah. built the brand and if you've been spending on facebook and google for a, a decent period of time you've built a brand because people know about you and as soon as you open up a shop you're going to get people coming it's not like you're opening a shop from you that, that they know who you are so i think that you have some people have significant equity inside their e- online businesses that they can only really get at if they open a physical store so that's 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 interesting and i think we're starting to see the link between online advertising and offline sales get increasingly better um and ai is only going to help uh, us understand that 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 more and, and i think we're going to see a lot more um you know, I'm going to be asked next year to spend a lot more budget on driving people into physical stores, um, which is yeah. which is interesting. So that's not really been something that's there been there before. There's been click and collect, which was huge, but um, it's like the next level of that. I think. Yeah, that's interesting. And what's your overall opinion around um, cost of advertising? Has it gone up? Twenty twenty three. Do you think it's going to go up? Twenty twenty four. Do you think it's a level off? Well, what's going to happen? The thing is, the cost of advertising is driven by the advertisers. 
really. It is driven by the advertisers. It's driven by the auctions mm. in there. It's it's not necessarily. I mean, obviously, Google and Facebook and everybody else, they want it to be as high as possible, but they get, they're limited by what people will pay and 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 by understanding the numbers. So, if the cost of advertising is going up, it means that more people are entering the market and bidding on the same auctions. That's really what it comes down to. And so, yeah. you've got to ask yourself: Is there going to be more competition next year? And I think that is a mixed bag. I think it, you know, in our beloved, boring e-commerce businesses, when we say things that just don't change forever but become lucrative forever, like you know, selling sewage equipment or sewage parts or like hose pipe parts or things like that, you know, they just don't they don't change. Whereas if you if you're in an industry where lots of people are entering all the time, it, it, it's going to go up um, because of because it's changing. And you get you know you see in this business you see lots of people. Uh, it's so so many more people are likely to open up home decor brands than people opening up brands selling uh, uh, trays and um, uh, safes for hotels. You, you know, it's just it's just what people are interested in. There's lots of lots of women who like to open up home yeah. decor stores, and there's lots of men who like to open up um, uh, parts for bikes and uh, sports clothing. It's so sexist. That's an awful thing you said. Just my experience. You get trouble. Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, but there's like there's, there's stores that people like to open up, and as the barrier to entry goes down for those people to open those stores because the technology has become much easier and the imagery has become much easier and everything's that, you're going to get more of those, but you're not going to get more of the boring businesses. So uh, I think the ad costs will go up in certain certain industries and, mm. and, and not in others so you know it's um you know what it's, it, 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 i say you know what you're absolutely right it's a bloody good answer actually that the, the the advertising cost is driven by the the advertisers and how competitive but you know what it still comes down to the fundamental question is how can i outbid my competitors and still market mm. share yeah. so you've what you have to architect the business to be able to go to a lower ROAS than they can because you've got more profit out of the customer because or, or you've got a better lifting customer value mm. and 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 you're going to grow by stealing market share and to be honest so people will come into the market the and, and not be able to do it and they'll drop off and then, then you'll be there and that's yeah. kind of how it works and you, you've got to be in it you've got to be in it for the long term but like ultimately um you know, you can knock on the door for a while and be very close to it without realizing it. And then you suddenly realize that just be, you know, just two couple of steps there. And it's like, oh, my God, if I this is where, I, you know, it, this is where it is. And so at the same time, on one hand, I'm saying people, you know, people are going to struggle because of rising ad costs. But on the other hand, it's just like there's still there's still great businesses to set up and there's still businesses to have. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, over the, in 2024, I will. 100% be seeing some amazing businesses come across my desk who I'll be like, oh my God, you're sitting on a gold mine. Why aren't you doing this? And you just got to make this tweak. And um, why aren't you doing that? And of course, this, on the flip side, I'll see people set up businesses where I'm thinking, this is you, you you're playing a really hard game. The, the, the game you've chosen to play is is, re is really hard. Um, but that's, that's just e commerce, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's like any business. Mm. We talked about that a lot.
Yeah. A lot of it's, lot of it's fundamentally getting the maths right. Anyway. Yeah, but let you go to bed. We better go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Got to go. Yeah. Got to get a. Got to get a plane. Yeah. All right. Well, um, have a good time in India. Thanks, Then I'll, I'll hear all about it when you, you get back. Indeed. Thank you. All right. I will uh, may do a podcast from there. Yeah. Then I can then I can say, great weather for a change. Yeah. And you can say. It's also great weather here. Take some photos. Take some photos of you. Yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Indeed. Thanks, Mark. Bye. Cheerio. Bye bye.